0: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim.
1: And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 331 of Video Games Hot Dog, a podcast that will someday have a home again. (laughs) Have a home again.
2: Hope this podcast will have a home again.
3: This is our fourth or fifth episode, all recording separately.
1: It's fine. Somebody's uh, digging through a spider nest or something on the conference call. Cool. A lot of spider digging noises. Spider
0: digging. So, because I'm wearing headphones, as I imagine you are, that sound is happening exactly in the center of my head. <laughs> so, someone's digging for spiders inside your head. Right. Exactly. That's where all the That's where all the best spiders are.
3: Apparently, yes.
1: Well, I'll try to salvage something like an intro from that. How are How are you, gentlemen, doing? Uh, you know, coming along as a human. <laughs> Jim, you're at The Maid today. What's happening at The Maid?
0: Uh, I I run a co-working event here at The Maid where every Tuesday I come in here and kind of just sit there working on whatever I'm working on, but I do it in a room full of a bunch of other people doing their own thing, and that's kind of nice. I I started doing this in, like, 2013. Um, More to be social than actually productive because, as it turns out, like, you when you're in a room full of video games, if anybody goes to play the video games, suddenly like all motivation to actually work ceases and you want to go play with them.
2: Yeah, I I would find that just wildly distracting. Just in general, just having people around while I'm trying to work would be terrible.
0: Yeah, there's a there's definitely a uh there's definitely a fine line you have to walk or just luck into because I've had extremely productive days here um where I do think it was uh enabled by like the motivation of other people around me also working but then like sometimes you just get into a good conversation and you do that instead but that's cool too you know
1: everything counts as working when you're an independent game developer
0: <laughs> that's right it's
1: it's technically research and if you poop while you're on the clock you're only you're only stealing from yourself that's right stealing the poop you're losing both mu- both money and mass Ugh gross i'm sorry <laughs> uh could you briefly describe the maid for people who uh who are listening to this podcast who don't uh, know what it is and also uh i guess and kevin
3: yeah so the maid and also spell spell the maid
0: sell it spell it i'll i'll try so the maid is a um a video game museum it stands for the museum of arts and digital entertainment um and it's been around since maybe 2012 there was a kickstarter for it but for the first few years it lived in an office building where nobody knew about it and it was just like a clubhouse basically for like the 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 volunteers and the few people the volunteers personally told um but for the past couple of years it's had a like a street level like sign sh- telling people, hey, check this out. There's a video game museum right here, and it's open on weekends, so people actually know about it now. Um But yeah, we're do open. they come in and yeah, sometimes sometimes they do. Sometimes they come in during co working and ask what's going on, and we kept tell them to go away do, because we're not open. Do they buy t- tickets? Is uh, it free? Yes, so you pay admission on the like Friday through Sunday we're open. You pay admission, and then you can play any of the probably tens of thousands of games that we have here on, uh, console generations from ranging from the Atari 2600 to probably the PlayStation 2. Um, and there are other console hardware on display, but not playable because that hardware isn't working yet. So we also have like shelves of just, here's some historical cool shit uh, it's a it's a really neat resource. Like, if you if you um, w- were playing any of the most popular consoles from the era, from the range I described, you can probably find, like, your favorite game here.
1: There's copies of Star Control 2 autographed by uh, Fred Ford and Paul Reich. Yeah,
0: you're um, going to have to play the one that's not autographed because that one's in a display case. Eh, I just want to look at it. Fair enough.
1: Uh, I gotta say, I think the name "The Maid" is a little clumsy.
0: Uh, you know, it's it's. I agree. I think the um, the the logo that looks kind of like a cube saying "The Maid" is pretty neat, but the the word the the words "The Maid" is not are not awesome. As a, how do you a,
3: feel about MoMA?
1: Uh, uh, at least that's a thing that only refers to that thing, right? Like you can Google MoMA, you cannot Google. If you type the words "the maid" into Google, it will not figure out what you're talking about.
0: I, it'll work if you use quotes because, like, the what maid. What if you is, use air quotes? Is not an is not an otherwise a noun usually. Uh, if you use air quotes while you're saying, "Okay, Google, what is the maid?" I, I'm really curious what the result would be. <laughs>
1: You ask Google uh, where about is the maid, and it uses facial recognition and CCTV cameras in various public places to tell you where your your house cleaner is.
3: Yeah, what if you Google right.
1: the maid M A I D? Uh, I think would that also
3: resolve to your site? I think that's a Jennifer Lopez movie. Is that not? Isn't
0: that the cell? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of.
1: Okay. Wait.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm waiting.
1: No, don't wait. I was kidding.
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah, we um, I, I run a co-working event here every Tuesday, so in, it's in Oakland. You can Google the maid in quotes to find out the address. You just show up and do your thing, and or maybe just talk to me, and we'll get a burrito. That you hate because it's not the San Diego burrito. Uh, you know, they had Chipotle in San Diego when I was growing up, so I like Chipotle. Okay. I'm I'm in a weird position that I re- that I like that I still like Chipotle and Taco Bell, but I don't like the Mission Burrito. <sighs> I mean, Chipotle and Taco
1: Bell are objectively good. Mission Burrito is good.
0: You know, it's I'm sure it's great if you grew up with it.
1: Mm, I find it great. Even we came to I it as adults with it, but I also still like yeah. Chipotle a lot. I ate Chipotle yesterday because I got trapped at the car dealership, and the car dealership had a Chipotle within walking distance. That's, that sounds like a pretty I I good day.
3: At Chipotle inside the car dealership. Ah,
1: oh, that sounds would be pretty, pretty good.
3: Pretty, pretty good deal for the
1: Chipotle. I was at the Chipotle dealership. <laughs> All they sell
0: is vans that are way too wide to fit on a normal road. <laughs> I like the idea that they have a buffet of van parts that you say how much of each you want. And they <laughs> oh, man. use tongs yeah. to just drop them into the van body.
2: I don't like the idea of having to haggle over how much you're going to pay for your burrito. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: what have you been up to, Riff? Uh
2: nothing, nothing real special. My uh my parents are coming out to visit next week and we're going to drive down to the coast. So most, mostly I've just been cleaning up my apartment into a more presentable state.
3: What does it mean to drive down to the coast? Like the Oregon coast?
2: Yes. As okay. opposed, I wasn't sure if you meant to... down down the coast or down to the okay, coast. Okay, well, like, over sure over was... to the coast, and then perhaps up and down it.
3: Okay.
1: Oh, I thought of something. You should take your parents to. You should take your parents to the Tillamook Cheese Factory.
2: Oh, is that around here?
1: It is, but you. It's not actually very good. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind then. <laughs>
1: I mean, I went because it was like, hey, it's a cheese factory. That sounds like something I would talk about or go to. (laughs) Uh, Uh, There's like an ice cream shop in the middle of it. And the ice cream shop, all of their sort of uh, poster uh, imagery is of like entire ice cream cones being crushed in fists and like ice cream squeezing out between the fingers of the fists. And it is the worst thing that ever. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it's really. That's the least effective advertising for anything. Like, I guess those posters would be good advertising for, like, if you were running an upsetting poster store. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if
2: one of those an ad for one of those YouTube videos that are, like, the 50 most horrifying videos you're going to see today or whatever.
3: There's a Tillamook
2: State Forest. Is it all made out of cheese? Maybe you should go there. Probably. Do you think that—does the Tillamook Ice Cream Shop have, like, all the test flavors that they're not sure about yet? Like, can you get, like, a cheddar ice cream—
0: I bet that would be pretty oh, good, actually. I really want that now. Mm. It's, I
2: don't know, I'm intrigued. I would try
1: it. I don't I don't feel real. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Not not like, I'm not guaranteeing I would enjoy it,
1: but I really yeah. want to try it. The problem with Tillamook State Forest is that you
0: can't uh, see the forest for the cheese. Yes.
2: Oh, okay. Just just, <laughs> just
0: imagine, like, it's vaguely cheddar-flavored ice cream, but then also there are cheddar chunks in it.
1: Oh, Huh. It's like chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream where there's just uncooked cheddar <laughs> <Right>. in it. <laughs> so it's just little pockets of milk and bacteria. Yeah. Ugh. the Tillamook
2: uh.
3: cheese the, the Tillamook cheese factory is north of the town of Tillamook. It is uh east of the of Tillamook Bay and it is uh west of Tillamook State Forest. I I Think they went a little over the top
2: with this <laughs> t- uh, yeah, It's a little <laughs> on the nose. We own you. Yeah, I, it, You know, ice cream doesn't have to have sugar in it, right? There, it seems like there's no reason why you couldn't have a savory ice cream. It'd be like, be like, like a frozen chowder. I mean, mm. I think
1: cream has
0: sugar in it's it. It's right? sugar. Well, it's got okay. like lactose in it. Yeah, it's. Not necessarily that sweet, though. I've had, like, tomato sorbet, and that was pretty good.
3: Hmm. Yeah, sorbets don't even have cream, though.
0: That's
1: true. Yeah, you don't think about just, uh, savory frozen things, or savory things that are meant to be eaten frozen, really. I mean, I get you can just, like, you know, take... You can squeeze the Salisbury steak out of a Hungry Man dinner uh, without heating it up. <laughs> and then just put it, put it between a couple slices of bread.
0: <laughs> hmm. I talked about um, on one of the most recent super tasters about drinking an ice cold glass of broth. Oh,
2: yeah, Ben
0: thought I was joking, but I've actually done that and it's pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, it, I salty, like a cold, cold soup. Sure.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I don't like a cold liquid. Give me room temperature water. Hmm. That's weird. Do you, don't, you don't like cold beer? Oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what about just like a big
2: meatball on an ice cream cone? Hmm. Not, oh, okay. Not, I thought, not with I was imagining an part.
1: entire ice cream cone yeah, with a meatball no, yeah. on top, like in lieu of a cherry. <laughs> right. <laughs> which is not a thing you put <laughs> no, on top I of mean, an ice cream in, cone. In, but in still, lieu of the ice I mean, cream. You could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I guess a sundae is like a cone is like an ice cream cone with a really shitty cone
2: I, I, where was it I saw same, made, of,
1: there was, made of glass there was
2: for. some place that that served <laughs> a thing that like looked like an ice cream sundae but it was like mashed potatoes and gravy and bacon bits and stuff so it was all that seems pretty good Yeah. so it like looked like an ice cream sundae but it was all you know savories
1: savories what have you been up to, Kevin?
2: Uh, not a
3: ton. Uh, been trying to get the, uh, switch release ready for yes. West of the
2: Loathing. 31st.
1: Yeah. yeah we announced coming out next week.
3: That was such That's really a soon. pain in the butt. <laughs> yeah. It's <is> really soon.
1: <laughs> we did that thing. I it's... like, which is to announce a game, uh, right before the game comes out, as opposed to months or years yeah. ahead of time. Uh, sort of so give but, give people uh, less
3: yeah, we time basically, to we were about talking it. about
2: it and
1: yeah, then we, we signed a bunch that, of
3: <laughs> paperwork with nintendo and then we couldn't talk about it without getting all of our communications approved and then... i think
1: we still can't we're not allowed to say anything about it without reggie filami me uh, personally approving each <laughs> individual syllable <laughs> 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 and you have to fax them to him one at a time <laughs> oh. Uh, It's times like this when uh, Asymmetric is having to deal with a ton of bureaucracy that I really appreciate you, Kevin Simmons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, you you should really be playing the bureaucracy puzzle in West of Loathing for all the players.
1: (laughs) It's it's just not that complicated. I don't know what people are complaining about. (laughs) I like your puzzle riff.
3: Thanks. That was good. Yep.
1: I don't know that I ever actually figured out Kevin's puzzle with the bolts, but I did figure out Riff's puzzle with the bureaucracy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because the only only really puzzle... Well, getting the pencil at the beginning is probably the only puzzle part of it. The rest of it is just being annoyed.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: I spent the last couple days moving stuff into and setting up stuff at uh, Asymmetrics' new office space.
3: How is the new office space?
1: It's pretty good. I like it. It's a a room that is approximately 450 square feet, and there's a toilet in it, and <laughs> just, a, just right in the middle. Now there's a the old Campo Santo coffee maker. Is uh, is, is there, there a salad bar across
0: from the toilet?
1: Wow, there's a salad bar across the street from the toilet. Oh, okay. Okay. I was gonna say you'd need a hell of a
2: sneeze guard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of carrying things up, a lot of winding flights of stairs, and boy, are my arms tired. No, they really are. Elevator.
3: Now that I think about it, there's there's just no there's no way. I guess none of our offices have had
0: elevators. Yeah, it's good for our hearts. And our mind to minds. exercise for ten seconds a day. Yeah,
1: yeah. It depends. If you have to go up and down the stairs like forty times, yeah, it's good for your you, heart. You have to do it in ten seconds, knees. though. It's, so you have to go real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, do you guys want to talk about uh, the a piece of video games news?
2: What? what? Like sure. The show news. sometimes.
1: I'm curious how you feel about uh, this. Uh, the thing that's happening with Steam and uh, the anime titty games. Oh yeah. Uh,
3: isn't isn't basically nothing happening now?
1: Oh, has has
2: that? I'm been not determined? sure. Did did the backlash so I, cause a a revoke?
0: I don't. So apparently they backed they off. Sent a message to like the the Honey Pop team specifically saying their game was safe. Hmm. Um, that kind of stinks because that's
2: the particular guy yeah, I mean, who is Cunypop. like the worst of them. But oh well.
0: Oh. Right, Uh, I don't actually know what's happening. I assume that they rolled out some sort of community moderation feature, and all the people who think that, like, uh, not really, games should leave the uh, leave Steam went and flagged everything they could reasonably like they could they could stretch to say shouldn't belong there was community violated guidelines or something, Um, which was mostly like queer visual novels um that's my take on it from my very sheltered twitter feed Hmm. Uh, (laughs) which like and i've never actually read an article about it so i don't know
1: we often i mean so this it's 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 tricky to parse stuff like that sometimes right because like you know You can look objectively at something like uh, voter ID requirements and think, okay, well, this is a thing that, like, objectively makes sense. But when it is implemented, it is always about suppressing minority and poor people's votes. Right. Right. Like, it's never actually doing the thing that it says on the tin. And so it's certainly possible that things – like, it's possible that this action on Steam is about that. But I think if you pay enough attention to our Twitter feed, you would believe that literally everything is about further disenfranchising the already disenfranchised in indie
0: games. Uh, Sure. Which can't can't be true. Um, I think that um, Steam's, like, Valve's general policy of, never hiring a team to do anything and just le- like letting the community crowdsourcing every possible thing to the community means that gamers are making decisions about things which is always a bad idea. <laughs> well, right, cuz it's always the like 1% of gamers who are huge dickheads. Right, the ones the 1% that, the ones that care the most. <laughs>
1: um I guess my what I kind of wanted to talk about was not this specific action but do you guys think that people should be allowed to sell porn
0: games on steam i personally think so yeah i think steam should be a open marketplace
1: well do you think i mean so do you think people should be able to sell like white supremacist games on steam I uh, I would say yes. Yeah, I do. I, but I, I also I mean, think I, that like <laughs> I would too, but I'm surprised that you would and I and I would also uh, I would have a hard time saying it publicly, I think. <laughs> Whoops.
0: But I, I also think that like both of these things should probably be behind some sort of um probably two separate uh uh filters that you have to opt in to see through.
2: Yeah, it definitely needs some it's, some I don't know, some kind of I feel like you, you would want, as as it, as the distributor, you would want some kind of more rigorous parental controls rather than just put a fake birthday into this column. Right. right.
1: But I think the same people who would say, like, yeah, I believe that, you know, Valve should be able to, like, people should be able to sell porn games on Steam would also really balk at the idea of you can't have a Steam account unless you are, like unless you verify that you are a real person yeah. by like say giving them a copy like a photo id right because then that's a thing that the only possible motive for that policy is to dis- further disenfranchise the already disenfranchised mm. it's rough i mean i i can certainly understand why steam would not want to sell porn games right
2: i mean for and the I, same reason to that, say target that any of the things that are specifically
1: porn, porn games Right, right. For the same reason that YouTube takes porn down, right? Because it is not worth the hassle,
0: right? Yeah. Of, I also of think with that it. it's a, it's just as viable uh, a strategy for something like Itch, and for even a whole um, community of of sites like Itch. Like maybe there should be a white supremacist game website.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's um, the, considering that the internet is infinitely wide it's not necessary for every game to be sellable on steam right you can you can yeah, buy a yeah. game from anywhere
0: like i i do think a lot of the um and i don't know how to solve this if there even is a solution but i do think a lot of the culture clash you see on steam is just that all the things we call games we, like there's so many different things there and they're not all the same thing, and maybe they shouldn't be in the same marketplace um just just for the reason of like putting lumping these people these these uh, these demographics together isn't a good idea and if you try to like uh do community moderation with these two demographics like hashing it out between themselves, you're not going to come to any happy consensus mm-hmm
1: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I I guess. So the thing. The thing that I'm curious about is like, is my instinct to say, like, I think it's okay for Steam to not allow porn games because I don't want to buy and play porn games. Right. Is that the same as somebody saying, well, I don't want to buy SJW walking simulators, so I don't think that Steam should sell SJW walking simulators I don't think that's the same, but I'm probably just being a hypocrite.
0: Like the for me personally, the situation I would want to avoid is what happens on YouTube is that you, you know, you watch one video about social justice and then it shows you in the like forever. It recommends to you all the worst videos about taking down social justice. Because, because, like,
3: you've done something specifically because, to social like, justice at all?
0: so many of those people—the people who watch the social justice videos, the, the people who watch the are subscribers of the, like, the the anti-social justice rant mm-hmm. people—are also hate-watch the social justice videos, and vice versa. Uh, oh, gotcha. So, like, and I guess the analogous
2: whole, or the analogous version on Steam is because you. Because you bought and played these three cute anime dating simulators, here are a bunch where everybody's got their dick out,
1: right? Right. You know, I don't know. Like, I found Hunipop to be extremely distasteful. (laughs) Uh, And I think the version of it that was on Steam was pretty censored.
0: Yeah, I don't think it had any of the nudity in it. There's I wonder if a, apparently have, there's like, a patch
2: felt- that, that you can apply to it. There's like a, a zero megabyte patch that, that flips the the flag oh, that turns all funny. the nudity on. So all all of that is in that that app. It's just you have to you have to hit the flag.
0: I wonder if you would have liked it more, like if it would have felt more honest if the the full on sex scenes were in the game as as you played it.
1: Oh, as opposed to just being like a weird reward for being good at the game. Here's some gross shit. Right. It was also in a different art style than the rest of the game, and that bothered me, I think, more than the content.
0: Oh, that's funny.
2: This makes me think of like going through going through MAME. Like the 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 whole catalogue of MAME games and suddenly running into a game that's that's kicks except <laughs> <laughs> with naked women being unveiled in the oh, background yeah. or whatever. In and some of those are real weird, are... too.
0: Yeah. Like, and in my main experience, that. that's a yeah, whole a genre. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And there'll be, like, ones where, I don't know, if you hit the wrong power-up, suddenly the woman in the background turns into a really horrific zombie or something super gross. <laughs> it's like, man, that's not good for your boner. What's going on here?
1: <laughs> I mean, well, I would argue that the other thing that's not good for your boner is having to play quick. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I mean to each his own.
0: Like those games, did did you? I don't know. I've never been to Japan. Do like the the arcade games in Japan? Do they come in like a curtained off booth or something?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's a thing that's like. Like the the countertop video games you see in bars, maybe that's a barcade thing.
1: Sure, it's. I remember playing a lot of uh, erotic photo hunt on the on the uh, what do you call those touchmaster? Yeah, yeah, those things. Um, And even those, like. It was just, like, bikini pictures and stuff, right? There, there was not any nudity in those, even though they were in bars. Um, which felt kind of toothless.
2: <laughs> it,
1: I listened recently to the episode of Tone Control, uh, Steve Gaynor's podcast on the Idol Thumbs Network, uh, where he interviewed uh, Robert Yang. Oh, and yeah. Robert Yang has a ton of games that get banned from various platforms because of sexual content. And, like, you know, his games are explicitly about sex i don't know that i would describe them as pornographic
0: but like i think i would jerk totally off
1: to a robert yang game <laughs> is pornography anything you
0: can jerk off to <laughs> uh meh, i think there's some pornographic intent there it is a 1992
2: sears catalog <laughs> <laughs>
1: pornography <laughs> Yeah. Uh basically any any Sears catalog from before the widespread avi- uh, availability of SVGA cards yeah. and computers. <laughs> uh,
0: the Oh what you so, never direct you off to EGA, like dither <laughs> uh, Asking. down to the sixteen way. colors. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh I gotta say like, there's actually a couple of things. Like, Robert Yang was also on Twitter the other day talking about, and I think this was in the context of some larger, like, Ian Bogost piece about this, right? Robert Yang was saying basically the most of the value of his games is from the idea of them, just from the mere existence of them, causes them to be discussed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As cool. opposed to people actually playing them and actually like, but I mean, you know, the, the idea that that Bogost and, and them years ago were hoping for was that like, no, these, these games would bring about social change via gameplay, right? And that that's just kind of not like it to the extent that they bring about any change by being a thing that sort of New York game academic intellectuals jerk off over. Not in the not in the like jerking off to porn <laughs> sense,
2: but uh,
1: j- jerking off to critical theory. I don't. I think that getting banned from platforms is better than not getting banned from platforms in that regard. Right? Well, that's like, true. Yeah. More people are going to hear about a game that gets banned from Steam for for being about gay porn than would ever give a shit about it. Right, because you wouldn't hmm. go, you wouldn't go buy it. I don't, I don't think that's a good basis for policy. I mean, I, that's you know just sort of a, a, an observation of an accidental externality of it. I gotta say though, I kind of back steams play on getting rid of that stuff because I, I would rather deal with five people complaining that you've removed it than fifty parents complaining that their kids got it Ooh. from your platform. You know, so, Steam, yeah. like the rest of us, is forced to live in a world where nudity is not okay and just horrible violence is okay. But, like, they didn't build that world, right?
0: Right. So, I think there's um, – I and, I, again, I don't know if this is actually happening or not. But if you look at something like um, MPAA ratings of movies – uh, they are much more likely to give an R to a movie that has, like, gay kissing in it. Um, just because, like, they have to live in a world where parents exist, and a lot of parents object to that stuff. Um, and I think there is definitely, like, uh, if, if and this is what I'm not sure about, is is if Steam is applying that standard of what counts as lascivious, what counts as, like, content we don't want on our platform because parents might object. Uh, there's definitely like a social cost that that exacts on the gay community, on the, the LGBT, et cetera, community that like, that just their existence is objectionable. Yeah.
1: I, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think this is coming up in in large part because now anyone can put a game on Steam, yeah. right? Like, and visual novels are particularly easy to
2: make, before. right? So that that's that's I think that's part of the issue as well is that Steam is maybe trying to trying to clear out a lot a lot of junk, and that's an easy target of you know junk <laughs> that that's that that is a that is a a uh, a category of game that has a lot of garbage in it r- whether it's you know because of porn or just because of bad nonsense game maker games you know
1: yeah i, mean, I, I don't see if, any
0: reason to get rid of a game from steam just because it is bad yeah. you know uh, there there yeah, there are lots of bad games on there, especially now, I wonder if um and this is something that I wondered even when greenlight started being a thing is it how much of the value of being on Steam is like being in there the system where they sometimes show you to uh other people who've bought similar games or what have you, and how much is just that you can find the game in the store and you don't have to. Like enter your credit card because they already have it saved and it, it goes into your same library and then the convenience of that because if it's the second then they don't even have to have it like visible anywhere in the store if you search for a game specifically and buy it that could be almost anything and be okay um just because you have to know what you're looking for you have to have found mm-hmm. out about it somewhere else Um and I don't think I don't know if they've ever considered anything like that. I think it would be a pretty reasonable compromise, solve a lot of problems to, instead of removing, like, just here's a shitty, you know, mobile phone port to PC, instead of, like, removing that from the store, remo- just remove it from listings. Um, or
3: just remove they, I feel it from like the they recommendation. Don't, they don't highlight those games at all, right? Like, it's, it's
0: yeah, a that's question true. Of- Like, de facto, they are already doing that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, though, you know, I don't want it to turn into the Android app store even a little bit, right? Right, right. Like, w- we've never had to call Steam and tell them to take down somebody's fake West of Loathing adware garbage. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yet. Right, and so, like, once Steam reaches a certain... Openness as a platform, that kind of shit is going to start happening all the time to everybody. And I can understand, you know, wanting to take pains to not do it. Do you imagine that? I don't know. It's weird. I think that there's there is a tendency among people who are mistrustful of large organizations to assume that steam wants the community to do all the work and doesn't want to hire any moderators. But do you think that there are fewer people in charge of vetting games now that anyone can submit games than there were when all games had to be manually vetted before they showed up on the platform? Cause I cannot imagine a scenario in which valve is not paying more people now than they were before to deal with submissions. I I don't, maybe that, maybe that is naive. I don't know. I'm confused. Like
3: i I I would assume that there'd be zero people dealing with it
0: now. Is that yeah? That, that would, that's my sense of it. Like I, I don't know. I haven't heard much about. I haven't like done much research into Valve's you know hiring policies recently. But five years ago, um, they're like they would only hire. Basically, they would only hire programmers. Um, they're they're old, they're looking for people who can like automate stuff. Um, they're not looking to hire anything that needs to scale. Um, and starting to allow more games would definitely require that department to scale, which, like, uh, f- from what I know of, five years ago, Valve, they would never do that. Yep. I'm curious.
1: I mean... It also seems like that is a thing that you would do with contractors rather than full time people, maybe
0: yeah i'm I'm sure so. they don't like have one of their rock star programmers doing payroll <laughs> uh well, do you guys want to talk about video
1: games now that we're done talking about video games?
0: Sure. What have you been playing, riff?
2: Uh I started playing uh Demon Souls,
0: actually. H- had you played that before?
2: I had not. That is that is the one of the series that I have that I've never played. Um, it's uh, it's real good. Um, mechanically, it's basically just it's basically the same thing as Dark Souls, although the 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 level sort of uh, format, the pr- progression is different, uh, and the visual design is super different, which. Uh, I it's like everything I didn't like about the visual design of Dark Souls 1 is reversed in Demon Souls so it's really awesome <laughs> as far as I'm concerned cuz uh the Dark Souls took like a really sort of realistic approach to uh visual design and 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 color in particular so everything's like Basically everything is gray or brown or desaturated green like moss gray green in in dark souls and it gets like to to my eyes it got just really oppressively drab to the point where I just got I got fed up with it and couldn't finish the game but everything in demon souls is super colorful and awesome it it's it's uh I don't know. It's it is a feast, it is a treat for the eyes. Like in a like a World of Warcraft sense or nearly. It's it's more it's less cartoony than that, but uh it it just uses I I I don't really have the terminology to describe it, but it it just uses color really well. Like like for example, um in in Dark Souls 1, the uh what's the name of the the, the zone the horrible place that everybody hates it was the gutter in dark souls 2 blight
0: town blight town blight
2: town in, in in dark souls it's just brown like everything is just brown in blight town and the equivalent area in demon souls uh which is called the valley of defilement i think uh it's all it's outrageous it's like greens and purples and it looks Diseased in like this colorful way, and it, I don't know. It looks great, um, in in the way that I, that blight sounds Tom's like doesn't.
0: I, would you say that they went back to that style with Dark Souls Two? Uh,
2: not a hundred percent all the way back there, but they it, it does appear that they they started thinking more about making places more visually interesting in Dark Souls Two, definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm curious what prompted like the step in the direction that Dark Souls uh, took, and then the step back. Yeah, yeah. To to like a more saturated palette.
2: Yep.
1: What are the uh, what you said? There were differences in the progression too. Yeah. What do you, what do you the,
2: mean by uh, that? So the way um, the way the Demon Souls progression works is you've got um, five. Sort of worlds that that you can you can travel to each one, and each world is made up of separate levels that are gated by the boss of each one so it's like so you've got like five worlds and each world is i'm i i don't actually know how many levels are in each world let's say like four probably like four and so it's like four bubbles on a string and you have to beat the boss of the one bubble before you can go to the second one and then and then those those five worlds are entirely separate you can't walk from one place in one to to a different one you have to go back to the nexus and then take the different gate to get to the other world
1: gotcha but
2: uh but yeah it, and it's how does fine. the
1: character it's development work
2: uh about the same as as the other dark souls games uh you
1: so like you barely you barely level up yeah
2: if you keep dying and losing all your souls yeah yeah it it it, it uh, the currency is souls just like the dark souls game and and you go back oh but i just mean like to the, to the difference between
1: a it. character who's very powered up and a character who's just starting is pretty minimal
2: um i'm not very far into it so i can't say for sure
1: but uh but isn't that generally true of Dark Souls? I mean, like, I feel like the stat-ups are not particularly meaningful.
2: It's... Well, it's... It, being a high-level character in Souls means that the low-level enemies, you can reliably one-shot instead of three or four-shotting them. But it it is okay. it is still true that if you're not paying attention and get circled by three low-level dudes, they will still pummel the crap out of you.
0: My experience playing Dark Souls uh, with a couple of different characters is that if you're kind of just meandering around in the stat screen and not knowing what you're doing, then you don't see much difference. But like my, when I um, played a sorcerer, I um, literally every time I leveled up, I put a point into the stat that I think it's intellect or intelligence, mm-hmm. the stat that increases your spell power um, and maybe a couple into attunement. Uh, but like by the time I was level forty, that was the like enemies were just melting. it was ridiculous yeah,
2: yeah yeah the 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 dark souls doesn't um I'm trying to think of a different way to put it other than doesn't hold your hand, but that's what it sums up to it it's 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 definitely possible to gimp yourself by not. Not assigning your stats in an optimal way, and it doesn't tell you what the optimal way is.
0: Right. Huh. And I'm also not sure that, like, um, if that was my second playthrough, and I'm not sure that I would have been able to survive as a base level sorcerer with just improved intelligence the early few bosses. Mm Mm-hmm. The uh What are you playing it on, Riff? Uh
2: PlayStation 3. Got my PS3 hooked up. Yeah,
0: that's the only version of that. There's no there's not even a PS4 version.
2: Yeah, I don't think they've even done a digital release of it, although that might not be right. But yeah, I bought a I bought a disc of it on
0: eBay. Was that originally a PS3 game? Yep. Yeah, Demon Souls oh. is owned by Sony.
2: It's an I think it's a like, fairly like early dia- I think it's a fairly early PS three game, whereas Dark Souls One was a fairly late PS three game. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess I th- I thought of it as older than that, but the PS3 is like twelve it's years pretty old. So pretty old. It's pretty old now, well. yeah. yeah. Huh. Jesus.
2: Yep, that's all I've been playing.
0: What about you, James? Um, Jeez. Not a whole, not. I don't think anything <laughs> new, actually. I played uh, some more Mad Max, and I've been doing this wrong for sure because I've played like one hour a week for the past three weeks, and the result is I can't remember a goddamn thing about how to play this game every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it, it keeps teaching me about new systems, and I rem- like I'll I'll be trying to. Muddle through the game with only the systems they taught me in the last hour, um, because I don't remember the ones from the previous hours, and it's, it's pretty, it's not really working very well. Also, like, I have also been trying to, like, I'm gonna start treating this like a just cause game where I'm going around, you know, just doing objectives that I find on the map, and it is really shockingly. Uh, hard gated like you can't attack this tower without a level three harpoon and you can't upgrade your level three harpoon with just all the machine parts you have you need to do story missions to upgrade to a level three harpoon that Uh, sucks yeah it's really it's really a bummer but I I feel like this all would be ameliorated a lot if I just like dug in and did a a few hours set like a session all at once um, but I'm afraid to commit that much time in case it doesn't, in, in case it stay, continues to be bullshit. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only new thing I've been playing. I've been, I've con- been in, continuing to play Pokemon. Have we played Pokemon? Have we talked about Pokemon Go since they added the, uh, the, the research, the uh, field research I think it came stuff? up,
2: but not in, not in detail. What's it? What's it like? Yeah,
0: I, I, I bet you talked about this riff, so I don't need. To I haven't. I haven't
2: it. been playing Pokemon Go in a long time, actually.
0: Oh, okay. Well, oh, I'll describe it briefly then. Like this, this thing adds a new button in the corner of your uh, of your game, which gives you like a a rotating achievement system, like like in Jetpack Joyride, um, and. As you do these things, you get research stamps on a, uh, on a, like, like, uh, like, a like getting stamps for your sandwich yeah. purchase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and once you get seven of those, they, uh, you get an opportunity to capture a rare, uh, Pokemon. Uh, so that's, that's a neat little bonus. I've got a couple of, of dudes that I wouldn't have otherwise had. Is that like a flaming bird that I forget the name of?
2: Is that like an alternate path to get the legendary type stuff if you don't want to have to deal with getting 10 guys together around a gym
0: or whatever? Yeah, I do think that is the purpose of that. Although there's also a, there's a second, um, research, um, path. Uh, there's another tab on, on the research screen, which is special research. And these are more, uh, designed research goals where you have to do these, spe- these three specific tasks. And then you get like a fucking story cut scene where a dude talks to you. Wow. Which is weird. Whoa. Um, uh, and, and there are eight levels of that. I'm on level five and one of the goals is to catch a ditto. So that's going to take forever. Yeah. Um, but apparently, a ditto. A, a ditto is a uh, a Pokemon which, like in the in the console games, is used to like to uh, clone other Pokemon in the breeding system.
2: Yeah, it's it's like a blob uh, in, Pokemon doppelganger Pokemon. Yeah.
0: In in Pokemon Go, it's the only thing that's interesting about it is that they never show up on the map. You try to capture something else, and then when you get it, it turns out to have been a ditto all along. Um, oh so there's uh, just nothing that you can
1: do on purpose. to That sucks. Yeah, yeah and what's,
0: it, what's what's
2: great slash horrible about it is that they tend to spawn as like Pidgeys and Rattatas and all the garbage Pokemon that you ignore
1: because, because right.
2: they're, I don't know, they're cracker crumbs on your
1: bedspread, basically. Is there any trading of Pokemons between people in this game? Nope.
2: Yeah, not yet. I feel like that they've, would be they've, they've had that system. planned for it, a long time, but have not figured out how to do it.
0: I, I feel like if they did that, it would just destroy the motivation to play the game because the whole thing is collecting Pokemon.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: Like, if I could I fill I've out almost, my roster just by, like, trading some, trading for them, and that would happen almost instantaneously, I would imagine.
1: I've always kind of felt like there is... it's It is kind of... Unconscionable to have like a 1% item drop in a single player game, but it makes a ton of sense in a game with a player economy. And if, like, the if most dittos were caught by people who were in their like first day, right? And then they they like check the marketplace and say, holy crap, I can sell this for how many poke coins or whatever. Like, that's great. That's a, that is a great system of rarity and and desirability there but like yeah that would be kind of like the the dies in guild wars do those drop more often for
0: lower level people yeah well did you play guild wars spoilers guild wars spoilers not i'm just gonna i'm just gonna spoil guild wars guild wars starts out as like a um a lord of the rings looking thing where you're running around uh, like a like a, a, a fantasy landscape with, with lute and flute music playing. And it seems very like dry, mid, like boring medieval stuff. Um, and then once you reach a certain point in this story quest, which is like, I don't know, a couple hours in uh, you fast forward 20 years to the post post-war destroyed landscape, destroyed version of the world. Uh, and the, and the rest of the game the, the game itself like just takes place in that version of the world which is i thought that was a really neat a really neat like a uh, carpet pull
1: oh huh so you can only get like fancy sandwiches and stuff in the world before it's destroyed and <laughs> <Yes.
0: they> stop- <laughs> that's yeah well specifically it's it's clothing dye like dye i believe only drops in the uh the pre-destroyed world huh and you can't deliberately stay there Oh, you can. You can stay there as long as you want, but like, as soon as you go to the future, you can't go back.
2: Interesting.
3: That's that's really kind of cool. So, but I mean, people can make multiple characters. I would assume.
0: Yeah, yeah, you can do that.
3: So you just you make a character that like farms up the full.
0: Yeah, like, I, w- I would imagine that, that that, stuff that happens then, a bunch. Yeah. Huh. Uh,
1: what have you been playing, Kevin?
3: Uh not a whole lot. Uh a, a bunch of uh what's loathing on the switch. Uh but then um the only other new thing I played was um this game Constellations uh by Ian Snyder. It is uh <sighs> He has a bunch of these sort of funky games that are defy easy explanation. It it is a um the game looks super simple. It is um, like pegs on a board and you're basically stringing like rubber bands between them. Um, but you are trying to create a pattern on the, between those pegs that matches a very abstracted representation of what that pattern looks like. Um, it's, it's very hard to explain, but it, it's, it, you you understand what you're trying to do very quickly it's just difficult to actually wrap your head around like what you're trying to do because it's hard to uh it's hard to figure out what how to map the two-dimensional sort of map that you've got with this sort of one-dimensional representation of um what you're what you're going for um but it's a neat puzzle game in that regard um is it iOS Uh very it is runs in a browser uh huh um it might work on iOS I, mean, I didn't try it i was just playing it on my um my, uh, laptop um yeah it's it's a there's a whole suite of games uh by Ian called Ian is elsewhere and it just lists like all the games that they've made they made a bunch of flash games for a while um but these are all i think the all the recent stuff is html5 um and there's sort of like a musical toy version of this tech Uh, as sort of another game um, where you start with five pegs and you can move the pegs around. They already have sort of rubber bands behind them and then it sort of, you can grab one and let it go and it sort of plucks it and then you can sort of make, uh, and it just, it automatically loops that on some like four measure cycle or whatever. Um, And so you can sort of make a song or some sort of weird little um, sort of audio track if you want. With that, it's kind of neat.
1: What is Izzy Snyder known for anything that we would have heard of? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know that
3: there are any of the, the older games that would have stood out. Uh, I'd, have to think, I'd have to look at the list to be sure. Just came up uh, a couple weeks ago on... Somebody mentioned it on Twitter and I had bookmarked it and then went back and actually played it a couple days ago. Is that all. Yeah. How about you, Zach? What have you been playing?
1: I started playing through uh, Link to the Past on the SNES Classic nice. uh, that had been sitting here in my living room for a long time, and I uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm bouncing off of it at the Ice Palace because the Ice Palace fucking sucks
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) you could um how far is that what watch like a speed run of it to see like the tricks that that the guys there use to to navigate that shit without taking forever sliding around
1: i did and i still couldn't oh wow replicate it like that there's i i don't know man that like it's it's just like I've gotten everything except like to the very end of it. And it's just like a shitty maze. Yeah. Like the shitty maze where the floor is made of ice. Yeah. Yeah, It's a (laughs) shitty maze where the floor sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is the worst. And it's, that is the sixth of eight? eight. No, the fifth of seven. It's the fifth of seven of the dungeons once you open up the dark world right so i mean it's like it's it's like dungeons yeah 80 80 of the way through the game um but you know i was really having a good time with a link to the past until then um and i i suspect though that i that i'm just not gonna go back to it because i don't like I'm gonna be out of town for a while, and I don't think that weeks later I'm gonna come back and and just decide to pick up where I left off and <laughs> somehow get over that hump. Um, I played a couple of hours of a Steam game called House Flipper. Which I've been is, seeing
3: sort of things mentioned about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's. It's a lot like a clicker in terms of its actual gameplay. Um, You get... So it's a a first-person game, and the levels are all just like a house on a lot. And you start out getting assignments to, like, clean houses. And so you go... And it's like a horrible roach infested hoarder house and you like click on bags of garbage to throw them away and then you switch to your mop tool and clean stains off of surfaces and then you get done with that and you get paid. And then it moves on to a second phase of the game where you can buy houses that are in terrible shape, renovate them and sell them at a profit. By, like, you end up with all these buyers that have, like, different personalities and different kinds of stuff that they want. It seems like there is some kind of deal that they have with Ikea, or else they've just, like, ripped (laughs) a bunch of data from Ikea because all of the furniture is,
0: like, explicitly, like, the Ikea stuff. Hmm. Uh, Ikea, like, I know that Ikea provides 3D models of all their stuff. I don't know if it's for general purpose use like this. Neat. But, yeah, like, I, I... I, I was working for one of the VR projects. I was working on like all the assets were from IKEA. <laughs> Jeez,
1: yeah, it's cool. I mean, it, it'd be surprising to me if they allowed it for commercial stuff, but who knows? Um, yeah, free. Advertising. And there's a lot of stuff like you. There are different appliances and stuff that you can hook up to to fixed points, like hard points on the walls, and you have to do a kind of a tedious but kind of a satisfying like you click here to install this radiator and then there's like, you hook up the different parts of the radiator by clicking each little pipe section and it moves into place. And then you click on the, the like, uh, I don't know what you call the piece of hardware. That's like a threaded loop on one end of a thing that you then screw down onto another thing (laughs) to like clamp it down there. I know there has to be a name for that. The, one of the other things that you do is, they'll let, like say hey come in here I, want, I need you to undo this terrible paint job that my renters did and the painting mini game is so tedious do you and, have to stand like, and watch you it you do drop? it you do, well you don't uh you just sort of have to click on a little stripe of wall and hold down until a meter fills up Ugh. and then that stripe is painted But you have to like buy another can of paint wow. and like go back and dip the paint in dip your your roller in the paint can to fill up. it's it is it is the weirdest slowest most dull seeming game but it's kinda satisfying yeah, And the it, loop of like earning money by doing stuff. It's I mean, it's it's sort of like a farming game, except you're just like taking shitty 3D levels of houses and making them into slightly more appealing looking 3D levels of houses. Do you dramatically remodel them? Like you, knock out walls and add you, rooms? You can and stuff? you can knock out walls and put in new walls, yeah. Hmm. And uh like there are certain things when you go to sell a house, people will be like, well, I'm not going to pay as much for this because it doesn't have a bedroom or whatever, which you know, <laughs> is a pretty, pretty significant fuck up. Uh, I don't know what it takes to get the game to identify that you've made a living room. And so every time I sell a house, it, that people complain that it doesn't have a living room. You know, I've tried putting like a couch and a TV in there. I don't know what they want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the The cleanup
2: part uh, of it sounds kind of satisfying in the way that, What's that other game, the Virtua
1: Cleanup Patrol v- or whatever? Viscera, Viscera, Viscera Cleanup clean Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Except sometimes you can you can upgrade your cleaning perks to make like dirt show up on the mini map, but that is at the expense of the things that make like cleaning up dirt faster. Oh. <laughs> and so it's like you'll often be like ah oh, this room is 94% clean because you just can't find the one remaining thing that it thinks is dirt or like you you did one until it was like 0.05 alpha but you didn't quite clean it up but it's impossible to see now it's uh, this it, it's some little niggling things like that it's um i don't know i like i don't know that i will ever go back to it but i could definitely imagine getting Bored enough that I decided, hey, you know, it's time to go replace some tiles in some fake bathrooms,
2: <laughs> like,
1: and like just go through the incredibly laborious process of like hooking up a sink in a bathroom. Um, I also tried to play uh, right before we uh, recorded. I was uh, the Bithel Games just released. Uh, It's not really a sequel. It's another game in the series that Subsurface Circular was a part of. Um, Oh, huh. It's another game like that, but it's about you being quarantined with some alien and uh, communicating with it. And I downloaded it on my laptop. And for whatever reason, like, like Subsurface Circular, as I recall, looked really nice. Like it looked way... Better than you had any reason to expect that it would for the kind of game that it was. And apparently, it's also pretty technically demanding because it was running at like two frames a second on my Mac laptop. So I just basically didn't get to play it uh, because I didn't move over to my desktop machine to do it. But I am excited about it. I have no reason to believe that it won't be pretty good. Uh, Is is it the same... It,
3: art style is it is sum-sup, yeah sum-sup it circular? is
1: called quarantine circular, hmm. and it's like five bucks, or maybe it was like five bucks on sale for four seventy or something. Um, I think that's all that I played. Shall we talk about the assignment? Assault Android Cactus? Sure. sure. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Jim, what's the spoiler? Yeah, I was
3: oh. I was thinking that same thing. Uh, I, mean, I feel like just that the,
0: the name is the that there's an assault android named Cactus. Oh, yeah. So spoiler that's
3: the
2: for thing. the opening cutscene. <laughs> it was this. Yeah. The spoiler
0: was like for like, oh, I wonder what that gibberish title means. Oh, it turns out there's an assault android named Cactus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it did feel like it was named the way that, like, an anime would be named, which is to say a sequence of words that doesn't mean anything or indicate anything about what's going on in the anime.
2: Yeah, well, and all the the characters are named after, like, flavors or whatever, like, often happens in an anime or an anime-type game.
1: All right. Uh, So, yeah, Assault Android Cactus is a... Extremely stylish uh, Robotron slash Geometry Wars style uh, game where you uh, it's just a arcade ass video game. You yep. move around and you shoot at robots and it's 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 arcadey in the sense of being kind of like gauntlet in that you j- like if you're not actively seeking out uh, sort of healing items, you just eventually die even if nothing hits you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, just, I think yeah, it's pretty crazy. brutal. It seems it seems like it's not actually. I mean, maybe I just didn't have this happen to me, but it seems like you actively can't lose unless that happens. Because if you get shot down, you can just stand back up. It didn't seem like you're limited in the number of lives that way. It's just that if your battery yeah. depletes all the way, then you die. Yeah, if you take, a battery, if you, you if a take damage battery your you battery,
3: die. goes down though, right? Like.
1: Like I never you saw hit, it happen. not that? Hmm. But yeah, I I assumed so. Yeah. The main it thing was because uh, either you get that is true you or power ups.
3: Or you, yeah, the, the losing all of your power ups is was infuriating.
1: Yeah, it does suck. Like, it's a that's a very like old like shmup yeah. thing that I I honestly feel like. I think that I will say that I think that is just bad design.
2: It didn't like, seem like it took a, a game very, very long to power up to reacquire it. All though, so it's yeah, it's, it's not, not like as a,
1: bad. It's as, like as depended like on a, what, Gradius, what the stage was yeah. like. How is it not like Gradius?
2: Well, because uh, it, 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 take, it power takes it takes ages to get all your power ups back in Gradius.
1: If yeah, you're like in one of
2: the boss levels. fights, sometimes
3: it's really hard to get the the power ups though, and if you like when you finally gotten them you're finally actually doing re- reasonable damage to the boss and then if you get hit you're just you've to start over cuz you're there's no way you're going to catch yeah, up yeah
1: and suddenly you suck and the boss is on its like harder phases i was no i was not yeah, ever uh, able to beat yeah. the first boss, boss i didn't know. try that many times but like
2: hmm. i didn't have much trouble like, with the first boss but I
1: don't know. Huh. You're my the second favorite. boss I that I took me a bunch of tries i just like i got it also to- depends on
3: which which character are you using because they are dramatically different depending on yeah, which. Are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I only ever used right. the,
1: the primary character.
2: I did, I did, uh, yeah, I did Cactus for the first set of levels and then I switched over to Starch when she unlocked and played like the next half a zone.
0: I, uh. Yeah, if you're interested in continuing to play, you should definitely try the other characters because, like, I bet. There's one of them that makes that boss easy.
2: Oh, oh, you know you're right. I didn't play cactus for the first world. I played Lemon, and she has the spread gun and the missile. And I bet the missile is what made the difference on the boss.
1: Uh yeah, because cactus is powerful weapon. Like you can it's not really like a secondary weapon. It's more like just a power-up, like a timed power-up that you can use. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. man, I had to go into the accessibility options. And I'm, I'm glad that I actually checked the accessibility options. Like the way that the default controls are mapped to an Xbox controller was like this just like after a couple of levels, I was like, fuck, I really like this game, but I physically can't do this. Like I cannot like use my hands in this way for more than a couple of minutes or I'm going to injure myself. What, What was it like asking of you? Holding the tri- holding a trigger and operating the right thumbstick. Oh, huh. Like I, I this fucking hate triggers on like a game that maps anything important to triggers. This is why, like fucking West of Loathing, we ended up having to just simply because no one understands that the minus and plus buttons are actually buttons. We ended up mapping, like, inventory and map to the triggers, and I fucking hate it. I know other people aren't going to hate it. I know it's fine, (laughs) but, like...
3: And the minus and plus buttons still work. Just they do.
1: They do. They do. No, it's fine. Although, uh, once they stopped being uh, pointed at uh, on the screen, I forgot about them. (laughs) so it it like kind of doesn't matter that they're that they're still mapped also i I don't even think about those but when i'm playing the when i'm playing the switch in handheld mode and not with the pro controller i don't think of those buttons as being things that are that are interactable it's weird the pro controller definitely just has them and the joy cons i just don't think of as having them which is those are just weird bad buttons
2: I, i wonder if that anyway i wonder if that's a problem specific to the to the form factor of the Xbox controller. Cause I was playing on PS4 and that's perfectly comfortable.
1: I just, I found a setting that just was, it said firing standard or invert. And I didn't actually think this was going to solve my problem because I was like, spent a second puzzling out. Like what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Does it like fire in the opposite direction that you're aiming? Cause that like, <laughs> who wants that? But then I think about like Jim inverting, Sticks or whatever, and like, <laughs> like you know, who knows? But then invert just turned out to be like it only stops firing when you pull the trigger. Oh, so then that actually made it so I could play it for play it for. Longer. That seems
0: it, that seems way better. I'm going to do that.
1: It made me wonder if there was some disadvantage to shooting that I wasn't conceiving. Maybe
3: of. that's what drains your battery. Yeah,
1: like does shooting drain battery? That's
2: I was under I don't the know if impression that it was just the case, time, but-, but maybe not. I don't know.
0: I don't know if this is actually the case, but I was um, stopping firing to pick up collectibles because a lot of shmups just—that's how it works. They suck into you when you when you let go of fire. Mm. Um, so I, I was just doing that automatically without thinking about it. Uh, I when I I didn't know that that's what that option did. I thought it had something like so. One of the things you can unlock in the uh, in the like the cheats menu is first person mode. And I thought invert was for that. Whoa. Well yeah, I'm sure it's completely unplayable. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um I like this game. I I think I want to give the I want to give it another shot, probably with a different character cuz like what would happen is I would I would invariably get the boss down to like 1% of its health, but then I would get hit and be back down to just, like, a bullshit gun and not be able to avoid the just constant streams of bullets. Also, like, the thing that you have to do, like, pressing the trigger multiple times to stand up from getting knocked down, like, that might as well be a thing where I have to, like, ring the bell to get the nursing home orderly to come and do it for me, (laughs) because I cannot (laughs) fucking do that. Like, so it just takes ten times as long as the designers were anticipating. Why do I hate triggers so much?
0: What if you were to like place the trigger like against a surface and then jostle the controller forward? Would that be easier? Oh, maybe.
1: It just like, I don't know, man. I remember like Ocarina of Time. Used that shitty weird center trigger for the for the z targeting in fact isn't that that button was called z that's what z that's why z targeting is called z targeting right yep that's why and I remember that being really shitty To the point where I almost never used the feature, even though it was indispensable in fighting, (laughs) because that controller was so awkward. I mean, I think the idea was that you were supposed to
0: hold the center stick of the controller. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that's that's how you're supposed to, that's how, that's the the position that puts your thumb on the analog stick, too.
1: Yeah, but fucking no, but does anybody actually hold it that way? Uh,
0: That's the only, uh, I thought that's how you're supposed to do it. I've never seen anybody do it another way. Oh wow, because that was like deeply uncomfortable for me. I like this is honestly like like, like, I that that controller was not good. Like like that 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 turned out to be the position for almost every game, and your like the the space on your hand between your thumb and your index finger was just jammed up against the the lip of that thing in that position. It was not comfortable. Things
1: that games that map like shooting to the triggers, or I mean, I don't know. I get like I played some Dark Souls yeah, triggers, and that that, all. yeah, yeah, it does. I, I think I think it is just like having to constantly hold down the trigger and also constantly and vigorously operate the right stick hmm. because like Dark Souls didn't bother me, right? And it's like left trigger to block and right trigger to, to and, and uh, I don't know, left hand, it doesn't bother me holding down left trigger. And moving my thumbstick and just I don't know. Part of it was just like not being able to remap the controls. Like, it's
0: like, well, anyway, this game is good. Did you guys try playing it co-op? No. I, I put Mm-mm. I put in a couple hours with April. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I actually like I've I've technically played this game single player because I played it at Pax in like twenty thirteen. Um, but I haven't played the released version single player and I don't know if it like, so I I have no way of knowing if, if it says, if it's like significantly better or worse, but it works really well two player co-op.
1: What was the game that came out last year that is kind of similar to this? It was sort of a Robotroni game where you were, I feel like you're, on, like, the side... Like, the gravity keeps changing as you move from
0: room to room. You're thinking of next Machina? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, I, I almost jokingly suggested that should be next week's assignment. Because this game made me want to play that.
1: Yeah. I remember it being pretty good. But wasn't that the game that was by the company that then put out another shooter like this and nobody bought it. And then they said, well, I guess nobody ever wants to buy an arcade game again. And that's the thing about culture.
0: Yeah. How <laughs> smart. Up. Yeah. But I like, think they're making another one now. So like, oh, good. Like, I, I think the problem that that company was having was that they had, you know, 30 employees um, as opposed to this game, which was made by three people.
1: Oh, house mark has that many.
0: Something like yeah. that, yeah. Um,
1: sorry, I was <laughs> responding to a text like an asshole. Um. <laughs> So our next assignment, since uh, Riff can't even, because he'll be at the Tillamook Forest or Tillamook Bay (laughs) or Tillamook Cheese Factory or Tillamook Island or the Tillamook Cemetery or the Tillamook Catacombs (laughs) underneath Tillamook Cemetery. Uh, Oh, man. We're going to play Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, uh, which is a a Patreon backer suggestion, I believe from F. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're gonna do. We should figure out a way to do do it as like a squad, so that we can try to achieve our squad goals. Mm. Uh, also, I, I've, <laughs> I've pl- the only extent to which I've played it was entirely single player, um, and I have a feeling that I would do slightly less badly
0: as a team with two <laughs> other people who also have no experience.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds great.
0: <laughs> um, well, you, but no, oh we'll, I,
1: we'll figure out you how should
2: you should Discord video works, video recorded or something, yeah, or stream it.
1: Yeah, um, maybe, should maybe be really? Yeah, that'd be maybe hilarious. I'll try to figure out how to stream it.
2: Three three I guys who three, three guys who never play it, bumbling through it, getting killed repeatedly is comedy gold. Yeah,
1: the problem is, I feel like that stream then becomes mostly just a, like a stream of the
0: lobby. <laughs> 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 I, I feel, feel like thing. I have to wait till I'm a dad to do that riff.
2: Uh, well, you could uh, do. If you're you're recording it, then you can do the episode while you can do the the Video Games Hot Dog episode while you're in the lobby and then take breaks between that to play the game.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 331 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we get together again real soon, and I hope Riff's not there. (laughs) But listeners, I hope you are. Your wish is
2: granted.
1: The only reason I hope you're not there, Riff, is because I hope you'll be having a fantastic time exploring the Tillamook region <laughs> with your, your Tillamook dad and your Tillamook mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, and listeners, like I said, I hope you'll join us. And if you do, that'll be great.
3: Don't get lost in the Tillamook swamp, Riff. Oh,
2: no, the cheese
3: swamp. Time swamps. for emails. Cockaboo Belaya Have a
2: there. good night, everybody.
3: Have a great week, everybody.